This is Maxime Bernier, the divisive leader of the rapidly growing People's Party of Canada. And if his party performs well this October, he might just become the torchbearer for an entirely new era of conservative politics. In fact, it wasn't long ago that he was actually the favored bet for leader of the Conservative Party, and possibly even Prime Minister. So how do we get from there to here? Let's go back to the beginning. 56-year-old Maxime Bernier has been the Conservative MP for the Quebec riding of Beauce, the same riding as his father before him, since 2006, making this his fourth parliament. He's quite popular and usually wins around 60% of the vote. Before entering politics, Bernier earned his Bachelor's of Commerce at the government-run University of Quebec in Montreal, and then went on to earn a law degree from the University of Ottawa. He then served in several quasi-political roles in the finance sector, including as a branch director at the National Bank, a fiscal advisor to the Quebec Minister of Finance, the director of corporate and international relations for the Security Commissions of Quebec, and the executive vice president of a right-wing think tank called the Montreal Economic Institute. Following his 2006 election, he became the Minister of Industry, where, under Harper, he was quick to deregulate the telecommunications industry, allowing phone companies the unrestricted ability to set their own prices. A year later, he became the Minister of Foreign Affairs, but resigned after it was found he left confidential documents at his then-girlfriend's house. She was said to have ties to criminal gangs. Despite his previously rapid rise, this incident meant that he spent his second parliament on the backbench. His third parliament saw a return to prominence, although he would never serve as a senior minister again. He was appointed to the Minister of State for Small Business, Tourism, and later Agriculture was added in there as well. Here, he continued his free market streak as the head of the Red Tape Reduction Commission, which ultimately led to the conclusion that for every new regulation placed upon businesses, an equal set of regulations of equal burden must be removed. In other words, no new regulations should lead to a net increase of burden to businesses. If you're on the left, these deregulations probably sound awful to you. If you're on the right, Bernie probably seems like a godsend for this. Following Justin Trudeau's 2015 victory, Bernie held his seat for the Conservatives with 59% of the vote. He soon went on to contest for the leadership of the party after Harper's resignation. His 2017 leadership platform was uncompromising and promised a new era for conservative politics where the free market would take center stage, joined with a radical reduction of taxes and government involvement, and an emphasis on Canadian identity. On the first round of voting, his platform landed him more votes than any other candidate, but he came up short of a full majority. On every subsequent round of voting, he held his lead. But slowly, round by round, Andrew Scheer closed the gap, and eventually beat Bernier in a narrow 51% victory. Following that election, the two had acted cordially. Bernier gave his support to Scheer, and Scheer, in return, reappointed him to the role of critic for innovation, science, and economic development. It wasn't finance or anything, but it was certainly better than the backbenches. It wasn't until June 2018, when Bernier decided to publish a chapter of his as-yet-unpublished book, Doing Politics Differently, My Vision for Canada, on his website, that things took a turn for the worse. For Bernier, this was a simple nothing. He had previously released this chapter to the public in the aftermath of the leadership race. It was nothing new. But to Scheer, it was a symbol of Bernier's unreliability and disloyalty 
The passage was on the topic of supply management in the dairy industry. Bernier argued that the practice, which essentially enables price fixing, was unconservative, and he publicly criticized his colleagues for supporting it. Probably true, but not exactly the actions of a team player either. Further, Bernier had already been asked to take down the chapter the previous time he had published it, and now he was doing it again. In Scheer's mind, he had no choice. Bernier had to be punished. He didn't go so far as to expel him from the party, which hints that Scheer was still hoping to make amends, but he did remove him from the shadow cabinet. Bernier was no longer the critic of anything, except maybe the conservative party itself. It wasn't very long after that Bernay announced his resignation from the party, and it wasn't much longer still that he announced his new party, the People's Party. This quick turnaround has led some to believe that Bernay engineered the conflict himself in order to create legitimacy for his departure. After all, he was punished not for a string of various disloyalties, but for literally doing the exact same thing twice. He knew it would cause trouble, and he did it anyway. A forced motion of no confidence, if you will. Regardless of his motivations for publishing the chapter, though, I think it's hard to argue that his stated intentions for creating a new party was anything but honest. He has a clear vision of what conservatism in Canada should look like, and he's sticking to it. In short, he's pretty much the opposite of Andrew Scheer, and not even on the same spectrum as Justin Trudeau. Scheer is trying to build a broad base of support. He's not trying to rock the boat, and he's sticking to policies that his whole party can stand behind. Maxime Bernier, on the other hand, is his party, and he's sticking to what he thinks is right. No ifs, ands, or buts. If you don't like it, that's fine. Go vote for someone else. He's banking on converting you to his values rather than the other way around, because as he sees it, his values are Canadian values. As such, one of his primary areas of focus is Canadian nationalism and reforming the immigration system, and of course his pet value of free markets as well as absolute free speech and climate skepticism. Starting from the top, the People's Party wants a complete overhaul of the immigration system. They'll cut the total number of yearly immigrants by half. Of that smaller number, a higher percentage will be selected for their skills and labor. And all immigrants, including refugees, will have to pass a values test to ensure that they support Canadian values. Then, once they're here, they'll be expected to assimilate. The People's Party will be abolishing the Multiculturalism Act and end government funding for cultural programs for minorities. Everyone will still keep their right to practice their own religions and cultures, but they should be Canadians, first and foremost. This plan has been pretty strongly and probably correctly criticized. It's true that our current immigration and multicultural system leads to lots of cultural silos that often don't interact with each other, but it's questionable whether or not Bernays' plans will mend those divides, or if it will just lead to those cultures being stomped out entirely. It creates a lot of vulnerability in this system that will allow for discrimination and bias, and ultimately harm, both financial and possibly physical. And to many, removing the Multiculturalism Act feels like a slippery slope towards government-enforced homogeneity. Overall, though, I think you probably know where you stand. Do you like our current diversity, divides and all, and would like to see more unique cultures in Canada? Or, and this is definitely valid too, 
Are you troubled by the lack of shared narrative and culture, and would prefer to see more assimilation and a united culture? Would you prefer if we just let less people in? If so, this plan's probably still for you. Just be aware of the possible side effects. In regards to climate, Bernier argues that temperatures are in fact rising, but there's no scientific consensus that it's man-made. He also adds that CO2 levels are good for the environment because plant life and agriculture rely on it. So, the Liberals, NDP, and Greens are all in on climate change. They're implementing a carbon tax. The Conservatives agree that climate change is happening, but they think there are more important issues to worry about. So they're against the carbon tax. And the People's Party just flat out rejects that climate change is man-made. So why tax people to make their lives harder? And I do actually think he has some good points here. Climate alarmism is definitely a real problem. There are lots of ideologues who exaggerate the harms and dangers of the issue and ultimately just fearmonger. And that's not good for anyone. I hope we can agree on that. But I think it's also true that Bernier is doing the exact same thing. Just on the other side of the debate, climate change may not be as bad as some of his opponents are making it out to be. He definitely has a point there. But it is undeniably a problem, and it's inarguably caused by human actions. To say otherwise is just false and honestly irresponsible. If climate change is even remotely a concern for you, then the People's Party is not your party, and you shouldn't vote for them. But maybe it's not that important to you, in which case there are a lot of good reasons to vote for the PPC. If you'd like to focus on solving our own problems before helping the rest of the world, and you want to focus our immigration system on skilled labor, or frankly, if you just don't like immigrants, then you should vote for the People's Party. If you find yourself frustrated by political correctness, then Bernier's your guy. He's 100% in on that branch of free speech. If you want to deregulate our markets and slash our spending on social securities, then vote for the People's Party. If you want to get rid of the current government and shift politics to the right, well, you should probably vote for the Conservatives because they have a better chance at forming government and you don't want to split the vote. But if you want to make a strong statement, if you dislike everything that the current liberal government stands for, and you want a complete principled reversal, then Mad Max is your guy. I think that's a pretty fair and even-handed assessment. Whether you're a regressive left SJW or a far-right Nazi white supremacist, I'd like to hear you think where I went wrong. Just don't be an asshole about it. Play nice in my comment section. and. Let's have a productive public discourse about it. Thanks for watching.